0: Hello, hello, my name is Carla, and welcome back to the Becoming Her podcast. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest whom you might want to be friends with. She's honest, genuine, classy, and she advises you on how to attract a high value man, leveling up and attaining your feminine energy. Welcome Elle, or as you guys may know her, your high value bestie.
1: Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you for the intro. That was really sweet
0: of course yeah no I, I was like how can I describe L? because you're very okay is it just me or do I think you're a little you can be a little sarcastic like I feel like you can be very sarcastic and I think that's why I laugh and a lot of your videos <laughs> because you say it in a way as in like duh you should
1: know this already <laughs> so I think my content is a mix of satire and like serious mm-hmm. because life is fun life's supposed to be fun and my audience is discerning women. Like, they can tell if it's satire or not. Like, I can be really fun with my content because I have discerning women as my audience. So, I guess- it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the people who know, know. <laughs> I definitely know. Like, the other day when
0: I was watching your stories, you said emo- something about your emotional support, um, man. And
1: I started dying. I was like, this girl is really saying this. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's some truth to it you know when you have a good man like you just he's your emotional support man oh my gosh that's what i mean i'm like is she being sarcastic or is she being
0: for real and and then it makes it even funnier because i'm like i think she's being for real that's so funny (laughs) i love it so how did you come up with this whole concept of the high value bestie um on on socials what made you decide to share all that knowledge you know
1: So I came up with your high value bestie. First of all, no one says that in real life. Like, oh, you're high value. I'm high value. (laughs) Like no one says that, right? So that's part of the satire. But it is a great descriptor. It's great for marketing. I have a marketing firm outside of social media. It's great Mm -hmm. for marketing. That's why I use it. And it also applies, you know. So I came up with your high value bestie because I needed a high value bestie. So when I first started writing about stepping into my most high-value self, making high-value girlfriends, dating high-value men, I was in a pivotal point in my life. I needed a high-value bestie. I do have a high-value bestie in real life, but you know I cannot unload all my frustrations on her. That's not a healthy way to, um, I guess, do a friendship. Mm-hmm. So... My career as a scientific researcher in academia involved a lot of writing. And when I stepped away from that, because it was no longer serving me, I realized Mm -hmm. that I still love doing the work, like making observations, analyze variables, propose solutions, optimize, and create repeatable results with my solutions. I decided to write about navigating life as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I observed a lot of things, I hypothesized, did little experiments, and basically came about to like how I became a high-value woman self. And I realized from my observations that we are fed these ineffective messages that keep our self-esteem low. So we never feel empowered to do what is best for ourselves. And that's what I wanted High Value Bestie to be. Like, I want you to dig deep. Like, you have power. You need to Mm -hmm. step into that. Even though people tell you that you shouldn't and it's bad to do that, I'm your high value bestie. I will hype you up, and Mm -hmm. that's what she is. I love that. Yeah, when
0: I first saw your one of your videos pop up on my page, I'm like, this girl is. I have to get her on. We need. We need to chat. She is Mm -hmm. on it, and and you convey all those things that you want to convey. Um, and for our listeners to understand your point of view a little bit better, I know you mentioned about you know previously were. Completely dedicated to research in the academia world. But would you mind sharing a little more about what you do? I know you also sell a course. So tell us all the deets.
1: Okay, thank you. So, my content surrounds stepping into your most high value self to affect your desired outcome. So, there's a little bit of something for everyone. So, I have a weekly Substack newsletter delivered straight to your inbox. And there's three sections. It's be your best self, date the best men, and create a rich life. So it's self-development, dating, and personal finance. And I'm also running a feminine business series on my TikTok where I talk about how we can be successful in business while leaning into our femininity. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll continue. Sorry, cut you off. Oh, and I also launched the high-value dating protocol to help my besties attract provider men. And that involves mindset shifts, actionable dating strategies, safety and financial tips, and early dating guidance to ensure maximum success. So that also comes with a one-year access to a community of like-minded besties so we can all collaborate and hype each other up on the journey. So it's like the spoiled girly support group. And I'm really (laughs) blessed to witness everyone achieve what they want in life.
0: I love that. It does feel good coming from that. Of view as well as a coach, it's so nice to receive emails from my clients and then for them to show me this bouquet of flowers that they just received. Or it's just so satisfying because you get to experience, you know, that growth with them from Mm -hmm. where they started and where they are now. So I hope that all of our listeners were taking notes because that sounds like something I would want. Um, community is what we need, and you're doing that, and I and I completely love that. And I saw that, like I said, from your tiktok that you were onto something that you want to create something big and i think that you're doing that Mm -hmm. thank you thank you thank
1: you i feel like community is so important because the outside world it we get fed these messages that we're not supposed to do the things that are good for us and Mm -hmm. having that validation that you're not doing anything wrong like you're actually doing good for yourself is really crucial and Mm -hmm. it's it's really surprising and kind of sad to me when women tell me that this is the first time i've ever heard of this i feel so validated like i feel like people have been policing me this whole time and i'm like no they're policing you because they don't want you to step in to your most high value self so you can get what you want exactly i love that and, and you're right you're so right um let's
0: talk about first impressions i remember the first video of yours i saw was the one where you were explaining the daddy's girl theory or just daddy's girl in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a daddy's girl, you instantly have higher standards. Would you mind sharing more info on that? I
1: completely agree mm-hmm. with you. Ben. Yeah, so I came up with, so I used to do like a delusional series. Like, like. can you curse on here? Uh, preferably not, but yeah. Okay, okay. Be, like, be, be mm-hmm. so effing delusional. Like, that mm-hmm. was the series. You need to be so delusional. So the Home Depot dad, you need to, if you do not have a good father figure growing up, create a Home Depot dad in your head. Imagine him. Mm -hmm. So if you did not have a good father figure, you imagine yourself having a Home Depot dad who is always looking out for you and taking care of you and giving you princess treatment. So whenever you deal with men, you ask yourself, if your Home Depot dad would approve of this treatment or will he be sad that you're getting this treatment? So doing this, imagining a Home Depot dad will instantly elevate your standards and protect you from low effort men, low effort behavior. And uh, I got a lot of comments on this and they're like, this is true. Like I had to imagine a, like, you know, did, you know, like a good dad so that I could protect myself because I think we are fed messages that dads are optional but they're not, Mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman. And obviously we have no control over this. So that's why if you did not have a good father figure, you can imagine a Home Depot dad. That's so funny. And it's true though. And I think I did this, but I think
0: since I'm very faith-based, my community knows this. I think I, as soon as I started reading, um, I think the Book of Life more, the Bible a little bit more or a lot more, I started to get to know a perspective of that father figure through faith. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what helps me to raise my standards. I'm like, if someone says that I am, if, you know, my father says that I'm worth, you know, more than anything, why in the heck would I let mm-hmm. someone treat and that is so true because i don't know if you know this but i am adopted so i come from a blended family and i'm adopted and my dad he's been a he's a provider man like he he also taught me to have high standards just by the way that he would treat my mom but that Mm -hmm. treatment wasn't extended to me if that makes any sense but it was Mm -hmm. definitely my mom so i got to see that and seeing it made me realize like okay so i can have a man to provide for me and to you know love me the way that my dad loved my mom um but it didn't even though that treatment didn't extend to me, um, it was nice seeing that. And it definitely, I guess, um, manifested in now my relationship where my man does the same thing or more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a very uh, interesting, interesting theory. And similar to the daddy's girl theory, I saw your latest vacation vlog on how dad mm-hmm. reserves those for you. I have to say that I love that. Um, would you say that a lot of women don't know how to have high standards because they might lack a good father figure? What what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that, like, I'm definitely blessed in that department and, like, I understand it's not a common experience, but having a present father figure is protective. Not just the Mm -hmm. fact that a man is there to protect you physically and financially, but because, like you said, you already developed elevated standards. You already saw it in real life. Mm -hmm. and even if you had a good present father figure how your peers date will affect how you date Mm -hmm. and women who did who did have high standards because they had a good father figure they could still fall into the traps of dating ineffectively because of how their peers date so it is definitely important to like see this in real life either if it's from your father or your peers um but life's what you make it so if you don't have a good father figure imagine a Home Depot dad
0: that's so funny and it's true it's Mm -hmm. so
1: true like I I completely
0: agree with you on that because a lot of people want to say and put excuses on well my dad didn't do this well my mom didn't do this and stay Mm -hmm. in that victim mentality where it's just so draining but the more research I do and the more I come to understand our I get non-existence I don't want to get that deep but The more I understand the way the brain works and the way life works, it's you attract what you are, not what you want. So I think that a lot of people have been fed this idea of, well, fix your past self, fix your past trauma, and then you can become... And honestly, Mm -hmm. at least from my experiences, I would say the opposite. I would say, don't focus, because even let's say if you're not at a healthy place where you are being guided through this journey of self-development and you go to the past, a lot of people stay in the past. It's easier to stay yeah. in the past than move forward. So whenever someone is going through this journey and trying to go backward, mm-hmm. I would be very careful just because shame and just feeling unworthy and remembering a lot of you know the past can keep you there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, Um, if you are what you are, what you attract. So if you want to Mm -hmm. attract, you know, a Home Depot dad or whatever, a provider man, act like you have it, how you were saying, be so delusional that you know you have it so that you can get it. Because what is the benefit of opening up these wounds and staying there? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't do that. I don't know that. I went off on a
1: tangent there, but... I no, not a tangent at all. I think so it's... I... Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I have this saying, sometimes you need to change the reality to change mm-hmm. the mindset. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of women think that, oh, I'm not this and this yet, or I'm not this and this at all. I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be receiving this. When... And a lot of women get offered good treatment as well but they reject it because they don't think they're worthy i say receive anyway if you don't Mm -hmm. think you're worthy just receive because every time you receive you're like creating that mindset shift that only reality can give you i completely agree and i would say the same thing
0: and a lot of people a lot of women have this struggle of receiving because they feel like they have to give something back Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I would disagree. A lot of the time, there's a lot of good, that's the thing. There's a lot of good men out there, but we just Mm -hmm. don't know it because we ourselves kind of train them bad. I don't mean in a bad way of training, but mold them the wrong way. A lot of men are probably more giving than what we would like to admit. Um, Mm -hmm. But because a woman doesn't know how to guide a man, she can ruin that for herself. And so I like what you said of just just receive, just mm-hmm. receive, learn how to receive and see how much that changes everything. When I started becoming a woman of just receiving, oh my gosh, like people mm-hmm. men would fold on my feet
1: and I'd be like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to give anything in return because you have inherent value, inherent worth, and people see that, people benefit from that. And One of the things that blew a lot of my besties minds is when I said that simply being seen in public with a man is worth a lot to a man. And that did not sit right with a lot of people. So let's talk about
0: that. Let's go ahead and talk about standards. Uh, Why do you think it bothers so many people for high value women to have these high standards? Uh, When people, I guess when I say people, I mean both men and women a lot of women actually don't really believe that they should have
1: standards. So what would you say to that? Um, Okay, so there's two parts. So one, why does it bother a lot of people that women have high standards? Mm -hmm. The people who are bothered by this are the people left behind, the people who don't have access. So men who cannot access and women who feel like they are being outperformed, especially in the dating market. So... The two people, like the two kinds of people who are technically left behind a dating market, they don't want the women who have high standards. And the moment a lot of people have high standards, this is why like content like mine is, I guess I get a lot of negative comments from men. Because number one, the men on social media, they're not working. Mm -hmm. So they're they're not going to be the men you are dating. So the men who are leaving negative comments on social media, they want access to women any attention even negative attention that's why I tell my besties do not ever comment do not fight with men in the comments these are not men you should not you should be talking to so they don't want it that women are waking up like the man that you're supposed to be with he's at work he's not commenting on social media so and then the women who are being outperformed in the dating market because they choose to be outperformed either by you know not increasing their value factors Or by engaging in pickney behavior, they don't like it when women set forth the standards and actually achieve the standards. And this is sad because a lot of women can have these standards and get them, but they choose not to and engage in pickney behavior and jealous behavior instead. So that's very sad to me. And that's why women who have high standards and are likely to achieve these standards, they get policed. But I'm telling you, if you have these standards and you are doing your, what you're supposed to do to attract the life that you want, don't listen to these people. They just want to keep you miserable because misery loves company. Mm -hmm.
0: and notice it doesn't have to necessarily be from your peers it could also be from family members or your parents because Mm -hmm. sometimes even your parents can be mediocre thinking or kind of conformists so it could come from all different angles and i experienced this myself um whenever i decided to level up and just well i don't want to say it completely like that but i definitely experienced myself and i'm pretty open about Mm -hmm. it i gave i asked my parents for consent before I started speaking a little bit more on personal issues, but I think that mm-hmm. people come to this, and I want to be as real as possible. And at first, I received a lot of these, um, the these this policing, how you were saying, from you know from my own parents, and it was it goes back to being a blended family. I think my stepdad compared his real daughters to me a lot of the times, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, they don't have the same outcome as I do, not being his daughter. And um, he just didn't like that. Not Mm -hmm. for my mom so much, but for my dad, I definitely saw that uh, whenever I said, no, I'm not going to do this. He doesn't deserve that. Or no, I'm going to wait because no. And Mm -hmm. he didn't like that because what were his daughters doing? The complete opposite of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I received a lot of malice comments Mm -hmm. that I don't think were intentional, but I think it was hurting my stepdad or just my dad because he saw that his daughters were not doing the same things that I was doing. And he doesn't mm-hmm. even know. Or, yeah, he just doesn't even know that the reason why I decided to have higher standards and really just, you know, perform well in, in the dating world was because he raised me. Mm-hmm. He was the one who taught me to be the way mm-hmm. I am today because he would tell me, he would, he would teach me how to think, I guess, like a man, mm-hmm. but also that I should have standards. So when we got older, a lot of the investment that he made in me was very obvious because he was the hardest on me because he wouldn't let me do specific things. And mm-hmm. so unintentionally it backfired on him because I mean, I'm not saying backfired, but I definitely hurt him to see, you know, his daughters not be so successful the way that I'm I have been, you know, successful mm-hmm. and success looks in many different ways. But I think that my dad can say that he's proud that I decided to be an honorable woman because I Mm -hmm. represent his name well, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, his other daughters might not. And I think that um, just with the idea of you represent a home, you represent a family, has a lot of weight. And he made sure that I understood that. So now I'm starting to see the benefits. uh, So I completely agree. You, Mm -hmm. You have a lot of policing from different people. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be from people that envy you. It could be from people that
1: love you. Mm -hmm. so i think family especially or maybe very close friends they want the best for you but they don't know what that looks like Mm -hmm. and they will they will push you into the best for you that they know so i had a similar experience with my dad like i'm asian and let me tell you here's a funny story when i got into my phd program he said that's not even a real doctor You know, very high standards, like (laughs) high, high standards for me. Like, and so, especially when I quit my PhD, like, that's even worse than not even going to medical school. It's, it was, it was devastating. Mm -hmm. But he, he he thought that being a, you know, like a scientist was the best for me. Mm -hmm. But... He just wanted the best for me. Now that I'm more happy, I'm relaxed. I make make a lot more money now than I was as a scientist. And I'm less stressed. I'm happier. I can go on vacations. Like, I was not able to do that as a scientist. And that was a sign that that was not serving me. And he was definitely upset that I quit. But he only wants the best for me. But he didn't know what that looked like. So he actually was, like, doing everything to get me back into my program. And he was like, can you beg your your professor to take you back? I'm like, no, I left her. Like, I'm not going back. (laughs) Um, So he wanted the best for me. He didn't know what that looks like. So he was policing me away from the things that I knew was best for me. So I think having a concept of what is best for you, what is truly best for you, will help you out from being policed by other people. So now that my dad is seeing that I'm more relaxed. I'm happier. I have more time for the family. Like, I'm just really living my best life. That's what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And now he's good. You know, like, people want the best for you, but they don't know what that looks like. So you need to know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100% agree. And
0: um, continuing on with, you know, with having high standards, how does someone even build high standards? How, where do they start? does it start from within?
1: I think it definitely starts from within. For me, it's, I've developed like an ick meter. So when something (laughs) gives me the ick, that's how I know that's not within my standards.
0: I'm telling you, you are (laughs) hilarious. And at the same time, I know you're being serious, but there's so much humor that
1: goes with (laughs) that (laughs) ick meter. Yeah, like the ick beater, like when that gets triggered, I'm like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> Next. So tell us a little
0: bit more about you and your journey, what you feel comfortable sharing. Were you always the standard? And when I mean the standard, I mean, you know your worth. You don't just talk to talk. You also walk the walk. You have built this life for yourself. So when did you discover that you were a high valley woman? Or that you I... are high?
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I was not a high value woman. Like the, you know, for all of my existence, it was a journey. And a lot of people think that being a high value woman is only about looks, but it's ninety percent mindset. Like the mindset affects your appearance. Mm-hmm. So it's years of therapy, lots of uncomfortable work to heal myself and get rid of these ineffective beliefs that I held that were holding me back. So. When I was on this journey to become a high value woman, like, like, one thing that I guess an advice that I would tell people is don't listen to people, listen to your results. So on this journey, I didn't think I was a high value woman until I started seeing high value results. Because like I said, no one uses this term in real life. No one will tell you, wow, you're a high value woman, Carla. Like, no one will tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. But I was getting high value results. So Mm -hmm. I was more at peace. I had better aligned friends who are in their servant mindset. I'm big on servant mindset.
0: I was dating. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. We have to cover that. And then I was dating a good man who exceeded my expectations for what a good partner is. I had a better aligned calling that made me more money with less work. And I was like, this is it. I'm getting high value results. So I'm a high value woman. And that's it. I agree. I completely agree. And
0: that's interesting that you say that. Because a lot of people do think that it's just the outer appearance. But mm-hmm. I mentioned before. I In a recent video that I made. Where I talked about how you can wear your femininity as makeup. There's a lot of women that are oh, just gorgeous. And you look at them and you're mm-hmm. like. But they carry this lingering stench. That they look and just, you could just feel their ugliness because they're rotten from the inside. And you can feel, I mean, it's not, not to, you know, shame women, but that's not what we're trying to teach here. What we're trying to teach here and just show is that your femininity and your peace can go such a long way that you really don't need much to be a mm-hmm. Like And um, a lot of people have this misconception that it's all about super, you know, your superficial outer appearance. But it's really not. Your inner beauty can do a lot more. And we just don't give it enough credit.
1: Happiness. Okay. So I agree. Yeah. yeah, And I think women need to know that you are enough as is. Like mm-hmm. that's not some feel good little saying. It's true. Once you lean into that, you're good enough as is. That's it. Mm-hmm and you and like, really yeah and you'll really attract better people knowing that you're enough cuz you don't overcompensate you don't engage in pick me behavior towards friends and men like you just like you just come off as someone who knows her value and people respect that mm-hmm. i agree and um it wasn't
0: it's not easy also like whenever you level up you're going to receive you know mm-hmm. policing or maybe people not trying to let you be that version of yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's when you know they need to get out of there (laughs) exactly exactly like leave that's when you know that's when you know that they don't have the best intent for you and it's not because of you it's just because of them there a lot of people project and a lot of people can be very insecure when it comes to that and it can happen to you know a high value woman as well we have we at least for me, I'm just going to speak for, for myself. Mm-hmm. I have moments where I'm just like, dang, dang. And then I call myself out on it because I don't have a bad heart because I'm at peace. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So I call myself out and I'm like, Carla, stop. I'm like girl, get over yourself. And then I get over it. And then I instantly become happy for the person. Um, and a lot of people can, can sense that. And that's how you attract good people whenever you can be accountable, because accountability is also very important.
1: mm-hmm
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me go ahead and ask you the next question. My dog is like trying to get a her treat. I guess it's underneath my desk. So if you guys <laughs> hear a bit of like rattling, it's it's my it's my ESA, my emotional support animal. Aww. But let's some yes she's so cute let's go ahead and answer some doubts for our listeners who might be trying to adopt this high value woman mentality what are some cons and pros of adopting this mindset a lot of people seem to think that we are crazy for Mm -hmm. adopting you know high value woman mindset so would you mind addressing like some of the pros and cons Mm -hmm. of of adopting this mindset
1: let's talk about the cons first so we can finish with the good stuff yeah Um. I agree the cons is you will lose a lot of people you will because your growth will be a mirror to their lack of growth and and it's not like I said it's not looks it's not the amount of money you have it's like once you become a high value woman you will just be more healed and more at peace so the negative behavioral patterns of other people will literally trigger your ick meter you cannot deal with it anymore like you can't like oh really you're gonna have that you know that reaction unhealed reaction to certain situations ick next and uh, the next one is people like i said will police you and you don't need that so you will disappear from their lives that's the biggest cons i think is you will lose a lot of people but Uh yeah go ahead
0: so I would like to add on to that because mm-hmm. a lot of the people can say like, oh, she's just being a B, the, the B word, a bitch," mm-hmm. because you have these instant like reactions. And I do it myself. I cannot hold in my face expressions whenever, oh, it's so bad. But whenever someone triggers my ick meters, mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to get away because my face is about to change. My energy is about to shift and I cannot let this happen. Mm -hmm. because it's not fair to those around me if they're having a good time triggering my ick meter Mm -hmm. so I need to step away and a lot of people will think like oh she just thinks she's so much better than us and it's like no it's Mm -hmm. just I can't be in this energy and this I guess low vibration energy Mm -hmm. for much longer before I get tired of it and before it drains me and Mm -hmm. people are gonna judge you Mm -hmm. I mean everybody But people are going to judge you for that. People are going to judge you for stepping away or not being able to handle it. And it's not because you are better. And, you know, because we all believe, I truly believe that there's no such thing as um, not. Yeah, there's no such for me. There's no such thing as being a low value woman. There's just a thing as you're still asleep. I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of are just asleep. And we think that we have no value, but we do. We just haven't tapped into that yet. Um, So go ahead and tell us about the
1: pros. Okay, the pros. Like I said, you're going to lose a lot of people, but you're going to meet new people who are better aligned with your life. So in the moment, and I experienced this, in the moment of losing people, you will feel like you are a bad person. You will feel like you are, like you're doing the wrong thing because everyone around you is telling you that you're doing the wrong thing, that you're not being a good person. But once you really own it, being a high value woman, you will attract High value opportunities, high value girlfriends, high value men if you want to date men. And th- that's it. Like, don't feel like you are going to be alone. And people say, oh, it's lonely at the top. Um, no, it's not. Because people at the top also have people at the top to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh, another pro. I think you'll just have more peace because when you know that you could do better but you're not it gives you this sense of incompleteness and I really think that the like high value women seek their peace or become their own peace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm like whenever people say high value women you have to wear expensive things have luxury experiences that's why in my co- in my content if you notice all the luxury content is satire <laughs> <laughs> do you do you notice did you notice that yeah so
0: and here i'm going to get controversial here so i like that you talked about like the luxury experiences so here's mm-hmm. the thing there's a lot of people that are popping off right now on tiktok and on um just on social media in general that do promote this ideal life and this is where this is where we differentiate this is when high-value woman mentality differentiates from um from women that are just looking to manipulate a situation because that's another thing as a high-value woman you don't go and try to manipulate a situation because you know that you you attract what you are Mm -hmm. like you, you have no time for that what you're looking for is inner peace and um so we have no time to manipulate a situation to our benefit because we know that whatever benefits us is going to find us somewhere like it's just going to mm-hmm. find us mm-hmm. active mm-hmm. because we're coming from a healthy point of view from a healthy perspective so uh, you will see and this is when you can test this if a woman is talking about all these superficial stuff of the outer things of luxury experiences which is true which is nice
1: oh I, I love think- that for them i love it
0: yeah you, you don't have to you also don't have to look for those things and decide to marry specific people because you want that, you know, lifestyle to each their own. But this is where it differentiates from being a high value woman and being uh, maybe like a manipulative woman. Whereas a high value woman, you just attract these things naturally because you've already healed and your happiness and your inner peace will literally bring abundance to your life. It's just so hard to explain it without sounding crazy, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. just bring things and bring these experiences with you without having to break your moral conduct without having to break who you are so right now you'll see that a lot of women are going to be like yes have higher standards but that will mean that you will have to give something in return when you're a high value woman you don't give anything in return like you don't what you might get what you are giving is your inner peace and your presence that's as far as it will go
1: i don't Mm -hmm. know if that you
0: understand what i'm saying
1: like not compromising your values because you might be dating in a higher tax bracket yeah. I yeah. yeah and the, the thing is there's levels you know like when in my content i'm revealing myself i'm in, in like the working class of rich people you know you still have mm-hmm. to have a job you know mm-hmm. like you have a cleaning lady but you know i don't have a 60 foot yacht mm-hmm. you know so there's levels and uh, i don't have experience dating billionaires and some women do. So that's their that's their sphere, right? So I only speak from my own experience and what I see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I completely agree. That's why I'm saying, because this is, I think, what we talk about is more, I don't want to say more attainable, but it's just, it's possible because we've experienced it. And that doesn't mean that you have to be like top 1%, you know, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. And for me, I guess what humbles me and keeps me down to earth is, my moral conduct and just me in general like I'm not I think I would lose more if I give up what makes Carla Carla just to mm-hmm. have or just to date the billionaire or the millionaire I know a lot of women are comfortable with that but that's just not me I'm too I, I'm 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 too soft I guess I would say I, just, I don't know mm-hmm. and it's not even that I don't have ambition it's just it doesn't resonate with me where I, as if it might to other women but Mm -hmm. it goes to show that high value woman looks and comes in all shapes and sizes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and a provider man will always provide no matter the income Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. we're like we're both into personal finance and everyone who maxes out their their tax advantage retirement accounts and sets aside anything extra over the years by the time you're 50 years old you will be a millionaire. Mm hmm. It's just yep. compound interest. So, yep. you know, just make good decisions in life. Everyone will be a millionaire if you do the right things. But you'll be 50 years old. You won't be 25, 30. But you like lead with values. I always say lead with values because when you value financial stability, security, you will find a good man who is good at making and keeping money. Mm hmm. Hands on the keeping, because a lot of
0: people can make good money. Oh, yeah. A lot of people that don't know how to keep it
1: yeah so so mm-hmm.
0: for you guys on the high value woman mentality and you know i i would like to segue into um you know some advice from you L to our listeners that are ready to level up and want to turn their scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset where should they start any tips okay
1: you need to remember these four words wait five actually don't get mad get paid Mm -hmm. So getting paid is in forms of maybe money, connections, access, opportunities. So when you are in scarcity mindset, you are reinforcing a negative feedback loop where there's not enough of something and everything you do leads to not having enough of something. Mm -hmm. Instead of being an abundance mindset and thinking like, okay, I don't have enough now. But I'm going to do this one thing that will actually maybe make me have less resources of this thing, but I know in the future it'll pay off. So, for example, it's like dating. So you can only date one person like seriously in a committed relationship in one time, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're in a bad relationship where you are not getting what you want and there's no future for it, if you are in scarcity, you will stay because I've already spent three years with this guy. You know, the sunk cost fallacy, but it might get better. But I already spent three years with him. And who will want me? You know, the dating pool is, you know, a cesspool. I'm I'm not going to have luck out there. That's scarcity mindset. And abundance mindset is thinking that, okay, three years, that's a long time. I should have, like, dumped this guy two years ago. You... You open up your mind to opportunities. Like, well, there's a good man out there for me. And I'm going to be a good woman to get this good man. Like, that's the abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't get mad at things. Get paid. Like, don't get mad that you're in a bad situation. See how you're going to turn this around into a situation where you get paid.
0: I agree. And I think that um, it's true. I think that I'm trying to think of a specific (laughs) event in my life but I think it's all of them (laughs) you have to think this way you can't just be like poor me and again going back to the victim mentality don't stay there don't don't Mm -hmm. stay get paid get paid paid. Because, because coming from experience I think I was dating um not I think I was dating this guy that he was very insecure with the way that he looked and his whole family was insecure with very superficial things. But the mom was a, uh, a broker. Mm -hmm. And I remember she would just talk nonsense to her kids. And I'm like, why aren't they not taking advantage of these of this knowledge that their Mm -hmm. mom is telling them? And so whenever I went over, even though he wasn't, you know, we didn't end up being together in a relationship the mom had a lot of knowledge. And not only did the mom have a lot of knowledge, the boyfriend that she was with, had more knowledge, and he was connected to a lot of famous people and a lot of wealthy people at that. So and I knew that I would not be able to get into their circle just because I was one of the many girlfriends this guy had. But um, what I did instead was what books do you read? You mm-hmm. always have at little things like that little pieces of information that they're interested in or keyword look up words as people are talking to you or remember them so that when you have time or when you go home you can look all of these things up and it'll tap it let you it will let you tap into different subjects different things and as soon as I learned what these people were reading or investing in or learned about different things It led me to a different, uh, it led me to invest in my education in a different way and look at different subjects in a more open and broad way, which led me to where I am today in regards to finances, in regards to understanding finances, because I had that little window. Um, And I think you're completely right. You're completely right. Don't get mad,
1: get paid. Yeah. And that was the situation where like you were in it for a relationship, but then it turned out to be something so much better. Because mm-hmm. you were in a position to receive. Like, you're not getting mad that this guy didn't work out. Like, you got paid in information, in education, in inspiration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very, very true. And, you know, it's so fun now because these people, oh my gosh, but also myself, these people treated me so bad. They were, they were not a fan that I was Latina their family was Caucasian so I'll just leave it at that but they would look down on me very bad and I know and I remember I told myself I'm like you are never gonna forget my face you are going to see me everywhere so now Mm -hmm. that I'm media I'm like how's that going for you (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like you know there's a time there's a time for there's a time for everything um but I'm, I'm very thankful that I had that experience so yeah don't get mad get paid get paid
1: yeah. girl so in a winner mentality like yeah. when you think that you're always gonna win maybe not in this moment but next year five years ten years from now and your own version of winning by the way when you know that you're a winner in your own sense like the world changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it starts working for you instead of you working for it Mm -hmm. oh I like
0: that yes yeah no no it's true um and leading or segueing into another interesting topic that we always talk about dating what are Mm -hmm. some habits or ideas our ladies should start practicing if they are in the dating world
1: in the dating world if especially if you're a high value woman you will attract everyone Mm -hmm. and One thing that women don't recognize is that, and this happens to especially, you know, attractive, good-looking women, is that men don't pay attention to you. Some men don't. And that's a sign that you need to move in different spaces where men would be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. Because men Mm -hmm. look at women based on how they can add value to her life. And... uh, And... uh, I get trouble for this for saying this because it's like objectifying women. Like women, there's a cost. But there is a barrier of investment to women. And every woman sets her own different barriers of investment. Okay, You can set it high, you can set it low, subconsciously, consciously. So when men feel like they cannot afford that investment, they gloss over you. They will still want you, but they won't pursue you. So Mm -hmm. a lot of women, and I experienced this, a lot of like, I felt like I wasn't desirable. I was this, like, I, it was really getting me down. Because I was dating men my age who, who you know, were, like, we have the same career or, you know, we were, we're both broke. Let's just say that. And I had I had these standards in my head. And finally, I started dating where, in, in places where I knew the men could invest in me. And... Uh, I'm popular, very popular. Like I have a ring on my finger and I still get hit on because mm-hmm. I only move in these spaces where my look, my my value is desirable because men can and will invest. Um, so that's my tip is that if you are not getting success where you are, you need to move. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree. So a lot of pe- people
0: ask me about college relationships. Uh-oh, honey. Mm-hmm don't don't Mm -hmm. don't do it they're broke their parents are probably paying for them and you're probably not going to end up being in a serious relationship and if you do end up being in a serious relationship that's lame (laughs) like because you're gonna have to that sounds really harsh but when you're in a college like you need to understand that this the person that's going to college their parents are paying for them they're probably gonna be broke for a while and that means that you're gonna be they call it the process girl or like in the process girl where you're building him up to be a man that you want which eventually he most of the time they end up choosing other another woman especially Mm -hmm. once they get that career once they have that success they end up choosing someone else and honestly it for me personally it's too much work like it's too much if you're beautiful if you're young and you're smart like it's too much work to be with someone that might give you what you're looking for and that might not so whenever someone says like college or like they want to attract people their age if you're gonna if you want to because i attracted someone my age but um i this my husband is so mature in so many different areas and he's so wise in a lot of things because he had a lot of experiences you know when i met him he was already stable But that's not everybody. Like, if you're dating in your 20s, I don't know. It's just, it's not for everybody. Like, it's not for everybody. If you're looking for a serious relationship, like I always said this, I'm going to date as soon as guys are done with having their fun. Because you know how men have that period of time where they just want to, like, stick Mm -hmm. it in anything, and they're not looking for serious relationships. So what I did, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to let them have their fun whenever they're ready for me and whenever um, like the man that is meant for me he'll come I don't have to rush anything and mm-hmm. once I started getting a little older very serious men who could provide for me would start pursuing me because I'm expensive mm-hmm. like well not that I'm expensive but how you were saying that
1: you among- are expensive it's okay own it you're expensive
0: <laughs> I am expensive and it's like not I don't want to attract every man, even though I do have the full potential to and I did attract every man, but not every man would pursue me because it would instantly know that I was expensive. And Mm -hmm. if you want to be an expensive woman, you need to know that you can need to provide. And if you can't provide, then obviously, you're not going to pursue me, you're not going to pursue someone like you and I like you're going to pursue someone that might not know their worth yet might not have these standards and is Quote unquote easy so women from this conversation please take the advice that we're telling you don't feel bad that you know low quality men are not approaching you be thankful remember don't get mad mm-hmm. get paid move go somewhere else okay so this is a move move go somewhere else go to different places that gives you access to these things do your research what do where are, are high value men located like we know the sports that they're into
1: sports mm-hmm. that they're in
0: it's gonna be not football not like soccer or maybe but we know golf they so
1: are golf. into that but like, they watch it they don't play exactly
0: it. <laughs> it and play it. so golf i remember that uh when i was single i went and i want to attract a specific man i went to horse races and participated in horse races and like biddings and stuff like that mm-hmm. just go and talk to people like you have to not be scared just go and talk to people see what these people are wearing and if you don't get it the first time take notes
1: mm-hmm. Like, always be in observation, always be in discernment. Like, I learned to play golf as an adult. It was not, like, it took me a year to get on the course just because it's a lot of work. And when you also think about where you it has to be high investment because Mm -hmm. it cannot be for everyone. Like, everyone was telling me that, like, oh, golf is classist, golf is exclusionary. Yeah, that's why you want to be there. (laughs) Right? If it yeah. was free, it was, if it was easy access, then it, you wouldn't want like the people you want will not be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, and sometimes you do have to be invited to these these spaces, um, and it's not for everybody. That's why connections and networking is important. So the yeah, I agree. I completely agree. So do your research where people are sleeping on, like what people are sleeping on the idea of something. That's where you should be for example, who the heck would have thought of going to, for, by myself, going to, like, a horse race um, mm-hmm. where I didn't really know much about horses, but I knew that people were, obviously, not everybody's into it, and it attracts a specific type of person that is into horses or, you know, that likes bidding but has enough money to bid on or, like, you know, to invest their money on stuff, so just be mindful of these things, mm-hmm. like, it's, just be mindful, and, you know, Let's go ahead and close this episode by um, you, UL sharing some words of wisdom through this journey of being a high-value woman and um, where can they find you?
1: Okay. So last words of wisdom is, wait, let me think about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. Winner mentality. Have a winner mentality. You may not be winning now, but you will later and you are going to make movements as if you are already a winner. The winner does not haggle, does not argue with the losers. You just are the winner. And once you step into that mindset that you're a winner, you will win. Winners don't spend time on bad things. You learn from the bad things so that you can create good things. Mm -hmm. and uh, surround yourself with winners because winners are happy winners are beautiful happy people are beautiful and winners will help you win further Mm -hmm. so if you want to be a winner join my spoiled girly support group i'm on tiktok and instagram as manifest l i'm also starting a youtube for a more longer format so stay tuned for that I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those words of wisdom, and just in general for sharing your two
0: cents on a lot of these topics that we talked about. I know you're a busy woman, so I respect. um, I respect everything you said, and I respect your time as well. And Mm -hmm. I want to make another episode. I think we would be very good for another one. Hopefully, whenever you get your YouTube started up, um, we can maybe uh, collab on -hmm. YouTube. That'd be really. Um, and you're not that far from me, so. We can yeah. talk
1: about
0: uh, but anyways, you guys, this episode is going to be posted or you guys are going to see it soon. Super excited. So like I said, and like I always say, um, expect an episode every Sunday. That's why I have amazing guests and more amazing guests are going to be coming in soon. So take care and I will see you all next week. Bye bye.